So, let's talk about love, shall we? You're inside the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop, a podcast dedicated to helping you turn your pain into power and your trauma into triumph. I find joy in helping you get back up again and celebrate wins. I am your host, KK Smith, and welcome to today's show. It is all about love. Friends, I want to talk to you about love. How do you find love? How do you keep love? How do you love yourself on purpose. So in a search for social acceptance today, I think it's so important to care for ourselves deeply. Friends, this is going to be a very transparent show because I want to help you get to a better love, whether that's self-love, whether that's better relationships with your mate, your spouse, your children. This show is going to be packed with amazing gems for your journey in love. So I think it's so important to authentically care deeply for ourselves because so much of life in today's age, the digital age is full of comparison, competing, and with comparison and competing comes a lot of timelines to get things done, timelines to have this or have that. And through all of this, are we really paying attention to what is it that we love? What is it that we like? What is it that sets our souls and hearts on fire? What really makes us happy as individuals? Are we just responding to social norms, what's acceptable for society, or are we really going inward and loving the person that is crying out? Within. So self-love requires deep reflection, moments of peace, moments of solitude, and those moments need to be frequent. Taking time to care for our minds, our bodies, our skin, our hair, a deep concern for self because this is the engine, friends, that moves our lives. Do we want that engine, that powerful engine that has the capacity to be at its most optimal state? Do we want that engine to be well kept or do we want that engine to be an afterthought? Even if you aren't in a relationship right now, you must care deeply for yourself. Now, as many of you might not know, I've been married for almost 18 years. However, I will tell you that my husband and I broke up before and to be totally transparent, he broke up with me. This was such a devastating time in my life. We were about to get married and friends, he broke up with me. I was full of shame. I could barely put one foot in front of the other during this time. And I had every check that you can imagine in life. I had a great career. I had just purchased a home. I was purchasing all the things that society said that I should have, the purses, the clothes, the shoes, everything was just on overload. But friends, I had to go deep within during this time and really have a deep self-reflection. Now, I was caring for myself on the outside, so I thought, but was I really paying attention to the inside? And what I learned about life during this time and about myself is the power of truly loving myself. Despite how good I thought my husband, he was such a good catch. And despite all of that, I had to realize this fact. If he never came back again, would I be okay with me? Would I be okay with the girl in the mirror? 
She needed to be developed. She needed to be cared for. She needed to be a priority in my life because friends, she was the engine that kept my life moving. And if the engine was not cared for, then everything else would fall apart. And for a minute, it did until I was able to really see clearly and demand the type of love for myself that I so generously gave to others. And for me, that looked like this, allowing myself to forgive myself for the part of the breakup that went wrong and allowing myself to be loved completely by me was a pivoting moment in my life. It allowed me to stop searching for value outside of myself and to really lean into the fact that I truly needed to love and care for me first. Now, friends, I will tell you from that level of acceptance, I was able to make clearer decisions, better choices, and ultimately just be okay with just having me. Now, at the time I was raising a small child and I needed to be whole and clear on the inside in order to have the maximum potential to serve my child. And friends, it wasn't easy getting back to me. And that's why I wanted to make this show about the power of love, not only the love for others, but the love for yourself. It's so important to do self-care, to do self-reflection, journaling, really figuring out what is it that you really want in life? What brings you joy? What brings you bliss? What truly makes you happy on the inside? It's time, if you haven't already, friends, to figure that out. Now, this show has two parts today. I wanted to talk about self-love, but I also wanted to talk about a book that I encouraged everyone that's listening to this show to pick up. I am not endorsed by this book, but this book has been life changing for me. And the book is by Dr. Gary Chapman. And if you haven't read it already, it is The Five Love Languages, which has sold more than 12 million copies worldwide in over 50 languages. Dr. Gary Chapman travels the world presenting seminars on family and marriage and relationships, and he airs on more than 400 stations around the world. Dr. Gary Chapman has a very authentic view of looking at the five love languages, and it is also a series. But I absolutely love this book, and I had to pick up another one because I read this book many years ago, and my pages are all highlighted. I have notes in the front and the back. And so I just had to get another copy because I had so many dog ears in my book. And I wanted to share with you the power of love by really leaning into these five love languages. And the five love languages that Dr. Gary Chapman discusses in his book are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And so let's dive deeper into these five love languages. So the first love language is words of affirmation. And in his book, he says that words of appreciation are a powerful communicator of love. Now, as we all know, words have the power to build up and words have the power to tear down. Words are actually the power and the catalyst 
to our development. Words are how we express ourselves. Rather, they're hurtful or rather they are meaningful. An example would be, are there people that you come across that you just feel absolutely deflated after you're talking to them? They exhaust you. Their words have no value. Their conversation is might be condescending and you just automatically deflate when they come around. Now, think about somebody that you feel empowered by. This is the power of our words. And friends, in this book, words of affirmation are so important as a love language because your mate, your children, your spouse, that could be their love language. They could want you to talk to them in a sensible way. Build them up with your words. Tell them how much they mean to you with your words. Show them your love through your words. The next one is quality time. Quality time is undivided attention. Life can be so busy with all the checks. We live in what I like to call a checked culture. Are the bills paid? Check. House clean? Check. Did I earn some money this week? Check. Did I post, scroll through social media? Check. Check. But what about the moments of stillness, peace, and true connection? Now, my family knows that one of my love languages is quality time. A nice quiet evening with movies and food and I am literally over the moon. Now, this might not be a love language that you like. It might not be a love language that your spouse likes and that's why it's so important to dissect what is it that you really like? What is it that your spouse or your loved one really likes? And sometimes we're missing the love languages. We're missing the love language by imposing our own love language on someone else. So let's just say your love language is words of affirmation and your spouse or loved one speaks to you in such a demeaning way. But They're willing to spend quality time with you. This is how we miss each other's love language completely. We're imposing our own love language on each other. And it's sort of like missing the channel of connection. It's going to be static. It's going to be confusing. And it's not going to be true connection. And the thing I love about quality time is that quality time brings us so much food for our souls. Just simply connecting with each other, spending time together, talking is truly a priceless love language. Now, the next love language is receiving gifts. In the book, Dr. Chapman expresses at the heart of love is the spirit of giving. And you may need to change your outlook on money. Are you an extreme saver, but your spouse isn't? I can remember watching a television show about people who absolutely hated to spend money. And this was such a huge problem in their relationships because their spouses loved gifts. They loved to go out to dinner. They loved to enjoy life and life takes money. So now, friends, we can see how keeping certain mindsets can actually hinder our relationships and keep us from connecting authentically and really tuning in instinctively to our loved one's needs and their specific love language. If we are not willing to adjust, we can miss it entirely. Now, the next love language is acts of service. Simply doing what your spouse 
would love for you to do. You may have made a honey-do list. You may need the sink fixed. You may want a clean home. You may want a hot meal each time you come in or whenever you can. These are simple acts of service. And sometimes there's a lot of adjustment that needs to be learned because maybe you didn't marry a cook or maybe you didn't marry someone who love to clean up or maybe you can't fix anything. So do you see friends how complicated seeking out each one's love language can be and how we really need to adjust ourselves when we're in different relationships to understand each other's love language, even with your children. We have four children and like I stated on another podcast, they couldn't be different, each one of them. I know their exact love language. Specifically, our two daughters have totally different personalities and totally different love languages. What worked for her definitely wouldn't work for her. And so approaching our relationships together, I'm mindful of what adjustments do I need to take as a mother to really communicate with this particular child? What is their love language? And then I'm able to adjust accordingly to get the best value out of our relationship. Now, the final love language is physical touch. And do we know how physical touch is so priceless? I am definitely a physical touch lover. This is definitely one of my love languages. I can remember when my mom passed away in 2018. And I could remember her doctors delivering us information in such a stern voice. There was absolutely no room for emotions. I would search their eyes and it would be the most stern words you have ever heard. And they needed to be because it was a very serious time in our lives. But what I really remember is a nurse. This nurse would come in and tell us the most devastating news. But at the same time, She would be rubbing my back. She would always rub my back through her delivery. Somehow that physical touch, it gave me a little comfort. The comfort that I needed to walk through this hard time in my life. It meant so much. As I would walk back and forth to my mom's room, I would always remember this nurse. I will always remember her shift. I will always remember her because she took the time to have physical touch. And friends, we could be missing a love language completely because we're not willing to adjust. You might not be a touchy-feely person. You might be a person that didn't grow up with kisses and hugs and a whole lot of physical touch, but your spouse, that might be their primary love language. And friends, anybody who knows me knows that I will kiss my kids in public. I will hold hands. I will hug. I am a huge hugger and I'm a huge kisser. Not right now during COVID, but that is one of my primary love languages. So ask yourself, after going through all these love languages, what is your love language? How will you begin to understand 
how love language has the power to make or break all of your relationships. So now it's time for something to sip on. And in this week, I want to share the most powerful gems that I learned from this book. And they're my own interpretation, the things that I decided to carry with me in my life's backpack. And again, friends, I really encourage you to get this book. It will change your life. It will change the way you love. But here's something to sip on. First, find out who you really are and what makes you joyful. Next, realize when you're not meeting your mate's needs. That takes self-reflection. That takes humility. That takes a step back and realizing where you were wrong and where you can fix it. Next, be willing to make sacrifices to change for love. Be willing to make deposits into your loved one. Be willing to find out what is their love language. The next thing that I learned in which was most powerful is to find moments of bliss in your alone time. Get to know yourself better. Find out what you truly value and what really makes you happy. Next, always be willing to refine your love language. And friends, You don't have to stick with one love language, but you can always refine your love language. And what I mean by this is be willing to take it back to the drawing board and say, okay, I did good this week with this love language. And now next week, I'm going to pay more attention to that love language. If your spouse or mate or child has a different love language and friends, this is what I call a weekly review. And since I've done this, my relationship are so much better. Sometimes we want to keep who we are, but who we are may not be the best version to have our relationships be more synergized and more cohesive. The next thing I learned was to seek out ways to satisfy your mate on a regular basis basis. Friends, this has changed my life. As I told you, I read this book many years ago. And when I seek out ways to fulfill my love to my family, my relationships are simply better. And the final thing that I learned from this book was to treat yourself for great and small wins. When you've tried, when you've done your best Treat yourself for that. Have honest conversations with your loved ones, with your family, with your children, with your spouse, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend. Have these honest conversations. Don't allow things to be unsaid. Don't allow elephants to be in the room. The things that are so big and we know we need to talk about and we just keep putting it off and putting it off. This leads to frustration on the inside and you're not really being authentic to what you really want and what you really need out of this relationship. So friends, I hope this has added so much value to your life and go ahead and pick up the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman and the link will be inside the show notes wherever you find this podcast. And please feel free to rate, share, subscribe to this podcast anywhere this podcast is available. And remember, friends, you can always celebrate wins and get back up again inside the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop.